It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Things are getting spooky with the left guard competition. We're going to update you on what Frank Pollock had to say. Plus, Joe Burrow took some of the limitations off on Monday at Bengals practice. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We come to you every day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network covering your Cincinnati Bengals. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the follow button on your audio platform of choice. Hit the bell on YouTube. We'll be delivered to your devices. You'll get those notifications when we upload our new content every day and today that content starts with the left guard battle and developments as jackson carmen was in some ways back at practice on monday but still (laughs) not getting first team reps frank pollock spoke about some of the offensive line battles after practice as well plus joe burrow threw a ball very far and any speculation on Sunday that there were some handcuffs on Joe Burrow that he still had some physical limitations, I think can mostly be put to rest after Monday's practice. We'll wrap up with some injury updates as well. There's also a lot of other offensive line notes as the team shuffles things around to try to find their backups and try to find a starter at left guard, which is where we're starting today, James, because Jackson Carmen, after missing Sunday's practice was supposedly going to practice in full or maybe in a greater degree of participation than we saw on Monday and instead didn't really do anything for a very long time in the first part of practice until he eventually got in with the second unit in 11s in team drills and in his place was Cordell Volson. Now, this obviously doesn't mean Cordell Volson has won the left guard battle. It doesn't even necessarily mean that Cordell Volson has a leg up, but it does reinforce what we've talked about since Friday's preseason game, which is that that door is wide open. And Cordell Volson, now with a, a day that Carmen was practicing, unlike Sunday when Volson got the first team reps because there was no one else to get them. Volson continues to get those first team reps and work between Ted Karras and Jonah Williams. And it's something that we've been talking about. This isn't breaking news or anything, but it is a very clear indication that this competition is wide open. And and maybe it even is somewhat in Volson's favor right now. It's hard to say, and there's a lot of time left, but it's more indicators that Volson has every opportunity to take this job. Well, I'll say it. Volson's ahead. And it's clear. And and so that's – now what does that mean? Does that mean that he starts against the Giants? Does that mean that he has to play well against the Giants, against the, the Giants' first team if they play their starters? I'm not sure. But to me, I don't know how you couldn't watch certainly Sunday's practice, but Monday's practice now, and look at it and say, oh, well, 67 is ahead. 
from a variety of reasons. One, you said it, first team reps, no brainer, right? The fact that Jackson Carmen, yeah, he did have a sleeve on his elbow. It didn't look that crazy. We're not talking about the Sam Hubbard big, you know, JJ Watt type of thing. It's just more like a, a compression sleeve is what it looked like from a distance. But he was out there. He was back at practice, which is a good thing. But the fact that he, for the first 90 minutes, you didn't see him in team drills. That matters. Now, what does it mean? Does it mean they're just, it's because of the injury and they want to play it? Well, maybe, but then why was he in there late, <laughs> right? If he would, if he didn't do it at all, then okay, well, maybe the elbow's still bothering him. They don't want to, you know, push it or anything like that. So what I would say is Volson does have the lead right now and has a chance to, to really make a push here because what's going to happen over the next, so the Bengals are off Tuesday. Wednesday, they're treating it basically like a game week where Wednesday you're preparing for the Giants. Thursday is going to be a really tough practice. Like Zach Taylor mentioned in the press conference, Friday will be pretty light. If Volson can kind of hammer things home the next couple of days and then play well against the Giants, I mean, what's there to to do? Now, you could say, oh, well, you got joint practices next week and this and Fine. I get it. I, I get there's still a long way to go, and Frank Pollock said that. But we have more literal tape, more experience, all of those things with Jackson Carmen. And none of it feels great. <laughs> Just put it lightly, put it mildly. Meanwhile, Cordell Volson has, one, opened that door partially because of Jackson Carmen, two, caught the attention of Lyle Collins, who did not practice on Monday. But Collins spent minutes not seconds, not 30 seconds, not 15 sec minutes, probably 10 minutes during practice going over different things with Cordell Volson uh, through different technique things, showing him different hand placement in uh, things like that. And then after practice, you look over, oh, there he is again in his sunglasses and his, his Bengals sweats, Bengals joggers, going through stuff with Cordell Volson. And, and why does that matter? Because, look, Frank Pollock said that uh, Collins has helped all of these guys. Well, why does it matter? Well, I haven't seen that with Carmen, and I'm sure he's helped them at times. But when a veteran helps a young player, it's because usually, one, they see something in that player, or that player's taking initiative, uh, attitude, all of those things go into it. And so I, I do think it is pretty telling that Collins is willing to spend that much time. It's one thing to offer a tip, but spend that much time – that it seems a bit unique. So I, I do think Volson has the lead as of now. Could it change? Absolutely. Because this time last week, Carmen had the lead. And that lead disappeared very, very quickly. And it's also, I guess, worth noting as an addendum that Frank Pollock also mentioned that Trey Hill is in that mix at left guard and is in that mix to back up apparently a He's, couple of interior offensive line spots. He's trying to throw us off the scent, Jake. That's what that is. Everyone's talking about 67. Jackson is, you know, first you, you defend Jackson a bit. Zach Taylor did the same thing. It's very, it's smart. Like you asked about Volson and, and Zach's like, yeah, Cordell's done a great job of this, this, and this. By the way, Jackson's gotten a lot better in those areas too. And, mm -hmm. and you do that to kind of put people like me, shut people like me up who are we're already willing to say, oh yeah, Volson's in the lead. Volson's For sure. I just wanted to point out that that was also said, and we'll see. We'll see where Trey Hill's reps come this week. Because if he doesn't get game reps at, at left guard, 
then I don't really? buy it at all. That's a pretty yeah. clear tell. And he's mostly working at center. And mm -hmm. for good reason, he's very much in the mix to be the backup center, especially after Ben Brown, while we're speaking of interior linemen, was placed on season-ending injured reserve. You cannot come back from this one when you go on injured reserve in the preseason. That's it. That's done for the season. Dealt with an arm injury uh, for seven games missed for, for Mississippi last year in college. Now with the Bengals, looks like he has another arm injury. And he's... <laughs> unfortunately done for the year after flashing a little bit of promise, especially at center after he moved from guard to center in that first preseason game. But one other quick note that I wanted to throw in there, you had a great video of this on Twitter. You mentioned of, of Lyle Collins working with, uh, working with Cordell Volson looked like they were working on replacing hands when they get knocked down. I thought at first it might've been, you know, hand placement, don't miss down the middle, but looks like it was hand replacement, which I thought was pretty cool. And also want to credit Desmond Noel for showing up and, and noticing this was happening and starting to listen and watch and, and try to take it in as, and learn as well. I, I don't think Noel has a, a great shot at sticking around on the 53, but certainly could be a practice squad player. And so it's nice to see, those young guys taking initiative and it's something to look forward to for the next, the next three days, of course, Tuesday off, but as they go through this week, as if it was a game week, how do they prepare Cordell Volson and Jackson Carmen this week? And, and does it continue to be Cordell Volson first team? Do we start to see a rotation there? And, and then how does it play out on Sunday? These are things that we'll watch. Joe Burrow was also back at practice and for the second straight day, participated in seven-on-seven seven drills as they continue to ramp him up and try to catch him up. He threw a ball really far, and I think that any kid gloves that may have been on are not on him anymore. We'll talk about Joe Burrow's day and some of the other notes from the trenches on Monday coming up next. But first, I have to tell you about AG1 because – Athletic Greens AG1 is a must for really anyone that wants to get an immune system boost. Maybe you just you're like me and you hate vegetables, right? You you don't eat a bunch of veggies, but you need all of those vitamins. You want to get all those vitamins. Maybe you just want better gut health, more energy. Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients helps gut health, nervous system, immune system. It's going to get you healthier. And so I take it partially, again, veggies, not a big fan of the vegetables, at least I'm the only one in my family is not. So guess what? I take AG1. It helps me. It can help you too. It's a lifestyle friendly, by the way, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, AG1 is going to get you where you need to go. And they have over 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, go and get Athletic Greens right now, AG1. They're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do Visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and get AG1 today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Got to get James some nice vegetables. Somebody in Cincinnati, treat this man to vegetables that taste good. Because you know who eats his veggies, James? Joe Burrow. That's part of why he recovers so well, I think. I mean, vegetables, so important. In addition to AG1, of course. Are you sure? Fantastic sure? Are you sure he eats his vegetables? Like, can you say that for sure? Yes. Why? I I don't know. I don't know that. Uh, He he has a personal chef. That doesn't mean he eats vegetables. He puts eating right at the the forefront. That doesn't mean he eats vegetables. Yes, it does. Vegetables are an incredibly important part. Of a good nutrition plan. You don't think a personal chef could cater? I'll call his personal chef. I'm, I'm I bet sure you, you could. Put, could. I'm I also sure that Joe Burrow together eats without veggies. Some maybe. Some might not oh enjoy it. That's why he needs to get some AG1 in his life. Sure. Damn it. What are we doing? Joe Burrow <laughs> threw a ball 62 yards by my calculations on Monday. And been that 72 was, with AG1. That was a deep ball to Tyler Boyd. It looked like a, uh, a little corner route, or maybe it was a post. It looks like it was actually a post route. The line of scrimmage was about the 15-yard line. The ball was caught around the other 45-yard line, so that's a depth of target around 50 yards. Joe Burrow threw it from just inside the right hash to right around the numbers on the left side of the field, just past the 40, which is how I did my Pythagorean Pythagorean? Pythagorean. I did some math, some geometry to figure out how far the ball Pythagorean. Thank you. Thank you. Clearly, uh, veggies don't help your, your vocabulary. Well, they can't do it all. Anyway, it was a dot. It was in stride to Tyler Boyd, and it was a 62-yard in the air pass for Joe Burrow, which to me is a very clear indicator that any potential physical limitations that we were speculating about on Monday – are a thing of the past, or at least weren't felt on this particular play. And it's another step in Joe Burrow's recovery as, you know, you, you mentioned this, James, in your your post-practice uh, review of things. And we talked about it yesterday. We'll see if Joe Burrow gets back into 11s and is feeling good enough after a day off uh, on Wednesday, or if he continues to kind of go easy and do everything else. But it, it to me, is a very clear sign that he's feeling better. I think he's feeling better. He, uh, I tweeted this out. He did this weird, and he made Brian Callahan, friend of the show, by the way, laugh, Bengals offensive coordinator. Uh, he did this thing where he was rolling out, and he like dropped the ball and tried to kick it. It was really weird. I was trying to come up with an edgy caption about the punter battle or about Evan McPherson being in danger, or and I just it, I fumbled it at the goal line. And so it was, hey, he made Brian Callahan chuckle with this one. Um, anyways... Uh, no, I think he's feeling good because I don't think he would have done that. Like if your core, anything like that is any compromise. I mean, because it was kind of like this weird, awkward, like dropkick type scenario that is really hard to do for anyone. And he missed the ball, uh, but it was funny. And so, yeah, I think he's good to go. But you're right. The, the ball to Boyd, I was like, oh, he's going to launch this one deep. Oh, he's going real deep. And um look good to me. Uh, I, th- I think he's good to go for 11 on 11s. I think this is... Very much like T. Higgins over the past three weeks, where T. was ready to go from the moment he showed up for training camp, and the Bengals are like, "Pump the brakes." 
Now, with Joe, it's going to have to be a little faster just because you don't have as, as big of a timeline. The Rams joint practices next week, I would anticipate we see Joe Burrow do 11s maybe before then. And I think it would make sense to do before you're practicing against another team. And so we'll see. That would be my prediction. Um, that being said, it, and maybe it's Thursday, right? I, I could certainly see it being Thursday. That's supposed to be like their heavy practice, especially because the Bengals uh, not playing a lot of their starters. Zach Taylor mentioned that. So, you know, don't expect to see a starting offensive line or expect to see Burrow, which I don't think anyone did anyway. But Chase, Boyd, Higgins, those guys probably going to be on ice as well uh, as, as a lot of the other starters. Yeah, they're getting to that point after this weekend's game where they're going to start splitting their time and getting ready for the final preseason game versus getting ready for week one. And and that's something that I think we talked about or we've, we've heard coaches talk about late in the preseason in the past. But it also wouldn't surprise me, James, at this point to see Joe step it up like T. Higgins has stepped it up, like Logan Wilson stepped it up. I mean, in terms of participation in practice, we saw T. Higgins yep. make a really nice catch from Brandon Allen in 11 on 11s on the sideline beautiful beautiful high point and and as as has been described by others vintage T Higgins fashion contested catch over Eli Apple and and it's funny you watch the play and, and there's so many interesting things that happen on this play one Trey Hendrickson's second move on Jonah Williams is absolutely nasty just a, a mm-hmm. an elite swipe move that stuns Jonah into stopping his feet and Brandon Allen gets the ball away. He might have gotten the pass away before he got hit by Trey Hendrickson. And it might have just been a painful blindside hit after the ball was gone. I also think Joe Burrow maybe gets get, gets rid of that ball a little bit sooner than Brandon Allen for what it's worth. So that's one note is, is the second move from Trey Hendrickson. The second effort after Jonah did a good job on, on the first move was nasty from Trey. Turned the corner really well. And he's had... A tremendous camp by all accounts. Two, great high point catch from T. Higgins. Three, you watch Von Bell on the play as the ball is coming down. And Von Bell's starting to get excited. He thinks Eli Apple has a play on the ball because Eli has got his head turned. It looks like he's going to find it in the air. It looks like he has good position. And then he just doesn't come close. I don't know if T. Higgins got away with like a little tiny push. Uh, you know, like a veteran kind of push to, to generate a little bit of separation at the catch point. Or if he just out physicaled. Eli Apple, maybe Apple didn't find the ball in the air well enough. Maybe he just let himself drift out of position. Uh, but it was a beautiful catch in the end. But it was funny to watch Von Bell's reaction go from really excited to a little bit disappointed that T, T came down with the ball. And the wild part was is before that, Eli made that play against Jamar Chase and had a really nice PD. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, – it's one of those things where it does feel like Eli gets put in those situations. People are hot oh, man, Eli Apple getting beat again. But there's a lot of times where he wins against these receivers too. And so if you're winning against these guys, you're going to win your fair share on Sundays for sure. But it was a great catch by T. Higgins. And it's the type of stuff, man, I don't think he – and he was starting to do it last year. Mm-hmm. But I think he has a shot to take a, a leap. Like we've talked about different guys that could take a leap. Just looking at him, looking at his body and stuff, I just think he's a little thicker now. He's just as fast, all those things. He's just strong, stronger than he was. And when you, you're you 6'4", you got long arms, long legs, and, and you're now you're 
you got that man strength, it's it's going to go a long way towards uh, him becoming, you know, I, he's already wide receiver one A, but they might just have two wide receiver ones. And and not that I ever doubted that, but I, I think T is ready to take another step, which is really really exciting about the possibility of T Higgins being even better. Jamar Chase, you expect him to be even better, and he's been much more consistent in this training camp. Mm-hmm. Ooh, good luck opposing defenses and opposing defensive coordinators who might not sleep much uh, over the you know game week with the Bengals on the schedule. Yeah, it certainly gives opposing teams a lot to think about. It gives Joe Burrow, it gives Brian Callahan. Zach Taylor, a lot of options as to how they want to attack opposing defenses with having both of those guys as outside threats. And if you move Jamar Chase into the slot as well, you know, doing things out of trips with Jamar and and Tyler Boyd in the slot and T. Higgins outside gives you just many, many myriad formations that you can choose to, to go with to attack teams. And T, 23 now. Not the kid at 21 he was coming into the league. You talked about that man body. He's certainly in his physical prime for the next few years. A few other notes from training camp we'll get to to wrap things up. Some other interesting rotations happening in the trenches. Some injury updates. Some participation updates from Monday's practice that we'll update you on to finish the show. But as we're gearing up for preseason week two... That means the NFL season is almost here. And obviously, it is the favorite time of year for those of you listening, for for me, for James, for the hosts of this podcast. The NFL is back. Games are happening. And maybe you're into sports betting. We talk about bet online frequently. Maybe you're, you're into fantasy sports. Well, the Elias Game Plan app is the ultimate betting and fantasy companion for not just the NFL, but the NBA and Major League Baseball as well. It's the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports Leagues, including the NFL, has the game plan app that lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head comparisons, and insights from the Elias Sports Bureau's research team. It's your one-stop source for player news, league-validated player stats, team records, expert game analysis for betting, for building your fantasy team, for impressing your friends and coworkers at the water cooler. It's perfect for the preseason where you'll get player previews to help you draft a winning fantasy team and team previews so you know what to expect as a regular season kicks off in just a few weeks. Take my advice. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. You're going to get new features all the time. They're working on the app every day to take your game to the next level. The NFL season is right around the corner, so don't wait. Find the Elias Game Plan app in the App Store or the Google Play Store today. It's time for me to talk about my favorite protein bar, the number one protein bar on the planet, the protein bar that, well, every Bengal in the locker room is just right over there, should get their hands on its built bar, which – I'm sure you've heard me talking about Built Bars, right? 100% real chocolate, packed with protein, low sugar, low calories. Well, they're perfect. They really are. They taste great. They taste like a candy bar. And right now, I'm sure you like cookie dough. They have a cookie dough chunk puff that is – it might be my favorite, Jake. i got to be honest. It might be my favorite. 160 calories, 15 grams of protein, covered in 100% real chocolate, so it's fluffy. It's got the cookie dough. It's got the chocolate. It's got something that you're going to love. So go there now, built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. Who needs vegetables when you got built bars? Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. 
I don't think I understand your disparagement of vegetables. Athletic Greens AG1 is a fantastic product. Built Bar is also great. I love and use both of them. I also like vegetables. I, I think think vegetables are okay, James. Enjoy your spinach, Popeye. I'll take AG1 and Built Bars. Spinach is I great. Will... <laughs> you ever watch Popeye? Enjoy salad. Uh, enjoy some salad. Yeah, that's a cartoon. That's not real life. It's a cartoon. Okay. Did All right. Chad Johnson Let's... eating a bunch of is Chad Johnson eating asparagus right now or French fries and built bars? It's the latter. I mean, have you have you anyway? We'll we'll move on. Hakeem Adenogy working. You're so with mad. The, You're so I'm mad. mad. I'm not mad. I'm just not spending any more time on this. What are we what are we doing? We're not gonna spend five minutes. We've already spent Vegetable enough time. Suck. Welcome into Locked on Bengals. Let's go. <laughs> What are you talking about? One, one day, that will be the beginning of the show. Uh, Hakeem Adenergy is where I was going next. Hakeem Adenergy getting first-team reps with Lyle Collins missing practice, not working on 11s anyway. But this is surprising to me, James, because for a long time in this preseason, in this offseason, it's been Adenergy at guard working to back up the guard positions. And Suddenly, with injuries at tackle, Deontay Smith injured and Lyle Collins not participating, the Bengals need somebody to play tackle with the the, the first team in practice, the second team in games where he Adenogy played both sides in preseason game one, and now appears to be ahead of Isaiah Prince for right tackle. Isaiah Prince also working at right tackle on Monday's practice, not just a thing where he's just behind Jonah. To back up left tackle, it was Devin Cochran, the, uh, the uh, undrafted free agent working at uh, at left tackle uh, with the second team, which was surprising to me as well because he played exclusively right tackle in that first preseason game. So this could just be an, an instance of trying to get guys more experience in different spots, trying to mix things up and, and get Prince more experience at right tackle, Cochran more experience at left tackle. But after their respective performances on Friday – a bit surprising to me that Adenergy is ahead of Prince just because of how they played. Now, it could just be that the staff has more confidence in Adenergy's prospects long-term to overcome. You know, he, he Frank Pollock talked about he had a short week in preparation uh, for preseason game one, was, was having to refocus his energies and his technique to playing tackle from guard. But despite all of these things, We'll see how he plays in preseason game two. Surprised that he is ahead of Isaiah Prince on the right tackle depth chart. It is a bit surprising. And it's one of those things where the Deontay Smith injury is really making it making it tough, right? Because it was supposed to be Prince versus uh, versus Smith. And Smith, I, I captured a, a photo of him riding the bike on Monday, tweeted that out. Who knows when he comes back? But – I'll say this for a guy who I think has physical ability to play tackle or guard. It really stinks that, you know, he's not out there right now getting valuable reps. And so, yeah, I, I think that's part of it with the identity thing. And who knows, maybe they were mixing and matching and said, Hey, let's give, uh, you know, identity a shot here um, at, with the first team just to see. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think that that was a bit surprising and I can't help but think, and I know he wasn't taking reps at, at guard, but this left guard battle, man, could if Deontay Smith was healthy, 
Would, would that have been the name that Frank Pollock threw out there instead of Trey Hill? Or would he be at right tackle? Maybe he would just be at right tackle, and we would be talking talking about him battling for that backup spot. Um, but, yeah, maybe maybe Akeem Adenogy has shown them something or we're seeing something, and, and he ends up winning that. Again, we're talking about the backup spot. I guess that's the good part about this. It's not like we're mm-hmm. talking about who's battling for the starting right tackle job. Well, Collins has got that that one on lock. But, yeah, it is uh, it is a bit weird, I'll be honest, because I thought Isaiah Prince would still be there. So we'll see what happens on Wednesday. Maybe they were just doing that or maybe they wanted to limit Isaiah's reps or, you know, you, you never know what the case might be. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how things shake out. Uh, of course, as things go on, we're just reacting to what's happening in camp as it goes because that's the information that we have in front of us at a given time. And he also was was captured in a video yesterday doing a, a drill where he was trying to match up a punch to a medicine ball that was being thrown at him while balancing on an uneven, unstable platform that Duke Manyweather took exception to. Duke, Duke Manyweather, of course, worked with Hakeem Adenogy, and that's one of Duke's guys. But several former linemen, TJ Lang and Jeff Schwartz, also commented about the drill, some fitness gurus, some injury experts commented on the drill as something that's potentially dangerous. So I don't know if that's a Frank Pollock thing or not, but there are some Hakeem Adenergy supporters out there uh, from, from a Duke Manyweather perspective. And there is a chance that he just needs to get reacclimated to tackle and really have a chance to focus at a position. That is where Duke Manyweather thinks he's best suited to play. And that is just another perspective on Adenogy's skill set and where he where he should be lining up. A few other notes from practice to mention here. Alan George broke up passes to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Had himself a nice little practice. He played a lot in preseason game one, is obviously fighting for a back of roster spot or for a practice squad spot. And good for him, right? Breaking up passes to the Bengals starters. He's I, I think well. even with Joe Burrow throwing the ball on those, right? Um, he's played well. I'm trying to think. I, I imagine Joe took a ton of reps uh, yeah. outside of 11, so I imagine Joe was throwing them. But, yeah, you know, he's he's played well, and I, I would not be shocked. I mean, because suddenly that cornerback room is a little thin mm-hmm. with, without 29 in there, Cam Taylor Britt. So, yeah, he's got a shot to make this roster. And the other note at corner, while we're talking about corner, Chido Chidobe Awuzie did not practice – on Monday, it, it was uh, Trey Flowers getting reps at his spot. And Flowers Pick also six. had a big play. 33. It was like Denzel Ward week, what, nine last year? It was like that. He's like, give me that. Boom. Gone. And that was in coverage gone, gone. on whom? I believe it was on Chase. Yeah. All right. There you go. So a nice Trey day Flowers. for the corners. Outside lockdown corner. Boom. Boom. <laughs> nice nice day for the Trays. Trey Hendrickson and Trey Flowers. At Every day practice. seems to be nice for Trey Hendrickson, by the way. Every day must be nice for that guy. I mean, he's... Yeah, we've... I, I, I'm just... He's freakish right now. Like, if he... He might have more than 14 sacks. 14 sacks is really hard to do. All right? Yeah. No one had done it until last year in a Bengals uniform. And he might be better than that this year. Would not shock yeah. anyone. I mean, consider that he's playing through that back injury that clearly affected him down the stretch last year. If he's feeling good and healthy, came in at 78 on the NFL Top 100 that we're not going to spend any more airtime on on this program because, I mean, just go look at what Andrew Whitworth has to say 
about the NFL Top 100 on Twitter, and you'll understand why we're not going to talk about it any further than that. But excited to see Andrew Trey Hendrickson. Whitworth, who follows both Locked On Bengals hosts. That, there we go. Legitimizes us a bit. Yeah. Gotta love that guy. Andrew Whitworth. Friend of the show, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens in the future. Dot, 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 question mark, please, and thank you. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. If you're still listening, you get to know that tomorrow is going to be another mailbag day. Get those questions ready for tomorrow. And if you're looking for more NFL programming, Locked On Fantasy Football is there for you as well if you need some, some more fantasy insight at the beginning of fantasy football season. Until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening. Hootay, and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.